Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm the king of rock, Jesse Thorne. <laughs> Jordan Morris, boy detective. I took a rock out of the ground today, Jordan. Oh my gosh. You would not believe this fuck. Well. Am I talking to Jesse Thorne or Fred Flintstone working down at the quarry? Thank you. I say that I took a rock out of the ground. It was me and Ruben, my neighbor. Mm-hmm. He Now, I'll grant you this. He's 80 years old. <laughs> so okay. I just want to open with the fact that I found out today that Ruben is 80 years old. He looks 70 years old. Looks tremendous. What would you attribute that to? Probably his 16-ish year old child. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> keeps you young. <laughs> Having a teen in the house keeps you young. It's an amazing household. Ruben is the charmer of the neighborhood, chats with everybody. His daughter, completely silent. And his wife has one of those headsets that has a boom microphone built into it. And she just wears it around everywhere. Cool. But very nice. So the, I was last week I planted a tree with Uncle Danny. Mm-hmm. That's my brother-in-law, Uncle Danny. He was visiting. I bought a tree at the farmer's market. Of course, the Pasadena High School farmer's market. I put it in the ground. Beautiful, beautiful farmer's market. Oh, gorgeous farmer's market. Some wonderful trees there. I bought a tree, $65, not to brag. I paid cash. I had $65 in my pocket. He said cash. 65 out the door? (laughs) Exactly. I took this tree home to Danny. He and I dug a hole in front of my house, put the tree in. The reason being that I requested trees from the city of Los Angeles and Mayor Eric Garcetti, who promised to plant 20,000 trees or whatever. Uh, But that was 18 months ago. So I just gave up. Only certain trees are legal in Los Angeles. I do not know if my tree is legal. Oh, my gosh. I just thought to myself. If you take the muffler off. Yeah. See if you get pulled over. Somebody already stole my tree's catalytic converter. When you're driving your tree? What am I talking about? So the one tree was so nice, I decided to get more trees. Mm -hmm. So I went back the next week, I bought two trees. What kind of trees? Uh, These are some kind of red plum tree, but they don't drop plums. The man at the farm, now he may have been lying to me. I don't know enough about trees to sniff out. And the fact that it's called a plum tree seems... yeah. But I said, does this drop anything? Does this drop fruit? And he said, no. So I'm in six months. These are decorative plums. In six months, he's going to be long gone. It's going to be a music man situation. He's going to claim he's starting a boy's band, but be out of there in 60 days once he's collected the registration fees. It's the same thing with this tree man. Hard to keep track of those farmer's market stalls. You know, the one week the hummus guy's there, the next week... Where'd that hummus guy go to? Yeah, how'd how this steel pan guy get the I don't know. hummus guy's booth? <laughs> Tell me where he's gone, knife sharpening guy. <laughs> it's bicycle powered. Cat grass guy? So this week I got cocky because Wait, Uncle so, Dan- Okay, you got these trees. If you were sitting in them, how would they work for K-I-S-S-I-N-G? Well, let me tell you this. I've already got love and marriage, and guess who's in a baby carriage? <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> you because of your baby fetish? Yeah, I guess my five-year-old. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I got cocky, Jordan. Yeah. I thought, well, if me and Uncle Danny can plant a tree. Cocksure Jesse Thorne. I can plant two more trees. Just like trigger-happy Cassie and Andor. 
but for podcasts. So yesterday I bought the trees. Yesterday I dug myself a hole you wouldn't believe. This hole was gorgeous. Plopped that tree down in there. It was hard work. Mm-hmm. And I found that the limit for me doing hard work is 25 minutes. But I did it. I was very wet Congratulations. at the end because of the baby fetish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My pussy was absolutely dripping, Jordan. <laughs> right. so I was thinking about that baby carriage. Yeah. It's one of those blue ones with the little roof that goes up. Up Ooh, top, like the oh flat my, kind of oh, like Batman NSFW, in. Daniel, label this podcast NSFW. So I put the first one in yesterday. Goo goo. And I hit my work limit and I thought tomorrow I'm going to put another tree mm-hmm. in. I'm going to wait till tomorrow yeah. when I've regained my strength. And it was going pretty well until I or my shovel found this rock. This the rock. Rocks, the enemy of the ditch digger. Oh, well, this is curse you minerals. Jordan, I don't need to tell you. I mean, as a, you know, you were resident of Pasadena, California. You know a little something about the Arroyo Seco. Oh, yeah. 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 The less said, the better. Yeah. Because I don't know a lot about it. So I don't want to talk about it because I won't be able to contribute anything. Suffice it to say, Jordan, this river brought a lot of rocks to the dirt near my house. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. This thing was bringing rocks all over every every which way. This thing's bringing in rocks, and most of these rocks are medium rocks and small rocks, which I can handle. Right, you're a medium man. I got to this rock where it counts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a fair characterization, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Medium. Yeah, I'm right in that kind of like fortieth to sixtieth percentile range. I'm a 20th percentile rock digger outer, though. I can't even find the fucking outside of this rock. Meanwhile, Ruben wanders by. Right. And he's telling me about his upholstery business. This guy's in the line of work, carpet and upholstery. Great. Still working. 80 years old. Still working. He's got a crew. They get out there. They He's got some very nice wool runner that he can put on my stairs at any time. He's okay. letting me know. Well, that's great to have next door. So he's telling me about his upholstery. I'm trying to find the goddamn edges of this fucking rock. Meanwhile, I've got a bargain basement spade. My shovel is a cheap shovel. I bought, I cheaped out at the big box hardware store. I bought a cheap shovel and it keeps making. There's your first mistake. Said a guy who's never owned a shovel. Keeps yeah, making that's your first a, mistake. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're not. It keeps making a sound that sort of is like, um, I would call it like a a big storm and master and commander sound. Mm. You know, not the not the wind, but the boat. You know how the boat makes that right, like yes sound, and you're like, oh fuck, oh fuck, they're gonna lose the mizzen mast. Yeah, it's all over once you lose that mizzen mast. Says a guy who doesn't know what a mizzenmast is. Hey, Jordan, let's get up to the poop deck. I'll explain. <laughs> I'm not going up to the poop deck with you anymore. <laughs> Fool me once. Fool me once, Mr. Thorne. That's where I keep the baby carriage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm not going up there. So I can't even find the fucking edges of this rock. Yeah. I mean, have you stopped? Did you at all? Did you stop to consider like this is, you know, dinosaur bones? This is treasure this is 
oil. I don't know why you would mistake oil for a rock, but, you know, I'm just thinking of like, you know, fun things you could find while digging. Jordan, would you say that you treasure a giant rock? Because if you do, in that case, it was fucking treasure. Yes, I do, because it comes from the earth and everything that comes from mother is beautiful. (laughs) I treasure mother's gifts, whether they be rocks or bees. I was just saying that in my baby carriage the other day. Mm. So gross, dude. (laughs) So I'm trying to find, just find the edges of this. That's all I want. I just want to know where the rock is. Because I've only found half the rock. Yeah. So I keep having to make this hole bigger and bigger. I'm trying to dig. So you've only found half the rock. So you don't know if Nicolas Cage gets off Alcatraz or not. (laughs) Exactly. And finally, uh, Ruben, he's been chatting to me about River Rock and upholstery. Right. And Ruben says, you want me to get my pick? And I'm like, you got to pick this whole? Yeah, of course I want the pick. I don't know exactly what he's going to bring. Old dudes are always... Do I know exactly what a pick is? No. I think it's a pick axe. That's what I would assume because you're dealing with rocks, but, you know, could could be a water pick, could be... He's headed over there. I'm thinking, am I going to break this rock up? And I'm consumed by two things, excitement and fear. Mm, Yeah. My excitement is that I'd love to break a rock. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Like I was fucking Sam Cooke on a chain gang. Number two, I'm terrified that what's going to happen is I'm going to swing as hard as I can at this rock. It's just going to go plink. And then it's going to like vibrate me like a cartoon character. Right. I'm just going to go and then collapse. It'd be pretty funny though. It would be pretty For funny. For anybody but, watching. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, Ruben would think it was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> I think he already thought I was pretty funny because I was having so much trouble. It was pretty funny also when you tried to convince uh, Elmer Fudd that it was duck season when it was really rabbit season. That's true. <laughs> I got to tell you this, Jordan. Hmm. I'm having a lot of trouble with uh, ducks whose bill goes from the front to the back. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah, they can get worked up pretty easy, too. So he goes and gets two iron sticks with, like, little crowbar noses. But these things are, like, five fucking feet long. Like truly five feet long, 60 pounds a piece. I can't even picture what you're talking about. If you imagine two shafts, imagine mm-hmm. two medium shafts. <laughs> okay, sure. This is like <laughs> when we went in that fun house. <laughs> like 40th to 60th yeah, percentile. Sure. So two long yeah. steel or iron shafts. Mm-hmm. They're hexagonal in shape, not quite cylindrical. And at the end, they have the same kind of like scooper thing that a crowbar has. You know, a little flat part. There's Mm -hmm. a flat part at the end, like an ice cream tester spoon or something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? A shallow, flat part. And I fucking, me and Ruben, Ruben helped me out because he's very strong for an 80-year-old man. I got it. If I'm this strong when I'm 80, fucking give me an award for old strength. Mm -hmm. So we're working on this rock. Jesse, that's already gone to Dame Judi Dench. (laughs) Excellent. She does have. It's not just physical strength, mind you, but the strength to inspire us. Yes. The Madeline mm-hmm. Albright Award for Old Strength goes mm-hmm. to. We're fucking working on this thing. And the moment 
that it popped out of the ground. Mm -hmm. The moment that the two of us crowbarring together, essentially hanging off of the end of the crowbar, Archimedes style, give me a lever long enough and I, I shall move the earth. The moment it popped out there, it was like peeing after a five-hour road trip combined with Dr. Pimple Popper combined with a prostate orgasm. Okay. Just wow. all, all at the same time. The sure. satisfaction of popping that fucking rock. Oh, my gosh. And then I had to lift it out. And I truly, I truly thought I might not be able to lift it. But you did. Like, you lifted. I didn't quite lift. I, I like rolled it up the hill while Ruben said, watch your fingers, watch your fingers, watch your fingers, buddy. Yeah, that's just good advice. I got this rock out. So you got the rock out, planted the tree. Took a picture of the rock and, mm-hmm. and you know, wrote on Twitter, here's this giant fucking rock that I just pulled out of the ground. Right. With my neighbor, Ruben, who's 80 years old, is the greatest achievement of both of our lives. Somebody tweeted at me, what a pretty rock. I fucking hate this rock. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, read the read the room. Fucking 40 minutes I spent Twitter person getting this rock out of the ground. She says, that's a pretty rock. I mean, it might be prettiest. Th- you can't objectively. I guess you're too too close to the situation. But can I see the rock? Can you put it in the chat? Look, I'll te- I'm gonna text you. I'm gonna text you the rock. Text me the rock. Okay. Yeah, I want to see. I'm going to text you, Rock. Okay. So I'm sending this. Ophira, I don't have your phone number or I would text it to you. So I'm just going to text it to Jordan here. And what you'll see here. Ophira has it. Oh, Ophira's got the rock. Okay. So I'm I'm texting it to you here, Jordan. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 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 good friend of ours joining us all the way from Brooklyn, New York city is Ophira Eisenberg. Hi, Ophira. That is one gorgeous rock. No, it is not. I mean, look, just because someone is pretty on the outside doesn't mean they're pretty on the inside. Okay. You know what I appreciate about your photo though, of it that people can see on Twitter is that we see a a car tire in the background. So we get a good sense of scale. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, it's a chonker. Ooh, it's a chonker. There's also a rosemary bush. Oh, there's a lot of rosemary in in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. It grows well here and it's good, good for red meat. And you can tell that rock was deep because it's so, it's like seeped in uh, water. Yeah. Right. It's like a dark color from being under the earth. It's got a full dirt covering. It's got a full dirt layer. Have you thought about mounting it in the house somewhere just like as a sign of your conquest? I feel like just taking it out of the hole and putting it next to the rosemary bush. I essentially created an earthwork. Mm. (laughs) Like spiral jetty. Beautiful. Art humor. (laughs) That's what we're doing here. (laughs) 
dick stuff and art humor. <laughs> this is something I was wanting to ask you, Jesse, but also you, Fira. I always like now we're smack dab up in the guts of November. Spooky season <laughs> is long past. November but, is 40 to 60 percent over. Yeah. <laughs> it's a medium <laughs> month. <laughs> it's a long month. It's not a wide month. <laughs> anyway, whatever. <laughs> I always love hearing from people with kids about kid Halloween. And I, as a childless man, I don't get to experience the joys of child Halloween. I did have trick-or-treaters this year. Um, oh, which nice. Is I was going to say, did you participate? Yeah, I had a, I had a bowl of candy and uh, Reese's Pumpkins. And you had one for the trick-or-treaters, am I right? <laughs> Oh, I didn't, that didn't track for me. Can you, I, for some reason I. Oh, because you ate a bowl of candy and then the trick-or-treaters, oh. you had one to mess up to. I was yeah. like, is this about my dick? <laughs> what are we? I mean, usually. You, Always. I'm like, what yes, and. Okay. Yes, and. That's, yes. <laughs> That's just a fun, wholesome joke about how I love candy. Yeah. Everyone can enjoy that. Bring the kids round the podcast mm-hmm. for a joke about candy. Yeah. And I did have some too old to be trick or treating teens come with mm-hmm. empty ass grocery bags. They had not been to one house where they had emptied their bags. And they came and they grabbed big handfuls of candy. And then I now was afraid of them. I thought they shouldn't be doing it, but I didn't say anything. Were they dressed up? No, no costumes. Just <gasps> teens. What? No, these no, are these no. are street you... clothes teens with <laughs> shopping bags. And they came and they fucking smash and grabbed my candy bowl. You were robbed. That was in Halloween. Yeah, maybe I was. I'm glad they only took the candy, I guess. <laughs> right? Jordan, is it possible that these were kids in really good local teen <gasps> costumes? Yeah. Like from the Archie gang? Were they the Archie gang? <laughs> yeah. You know, now that you now that you mention it, there was one guy in a crown who loved burgers. Uh-huh. <laughs> and a redheaded fella who couldn't stop getting laid, no matter how hard he tried. And he drove a jalopy. He drove a little jalopy. <laughs> Going from house to house in a jalopy. <laughs> they were in a band with a dog. <laughs> but you know, that was my like Halloween experience getting really really just humiliated by these local teens but yeah i want to hear what everybody with kids did with kids i have just the one child so i defer to the most children in the yeah most most children goes first <laughs> i mean it's a horrible nightmare mm. <laughs> like there are there have been in my life times when it went well i think but you know i have three neurodivergent children and it is not a holiday that is chill for any child but for a child who might at any moment bolt because there's too much noise like there it's the combination of the like intense passion for candy gathering right although to be fair my five-year-old doesn't like candy really but still, they, they all want to gather the candy. At the very yeah, least, they sure. want to hoard. Combined with like the noise, we went to Highland Park, a local neighborhood here, and it was too dark on the street. People were driving too fast. Look, if you're on a trick-or-treat street 
and it's uh, Halloween and you're driving in a car, maybe take a left and then a right. You know what I mean? <laughs> go down a parallel street. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, go down a, you know, just take York, you know? So anyway, the moral of the story is all three children completely out of their gourds, freaking the fuck out. We're pulling up to the parking lot. What's everyone dressed as while they're freaking out? I <laughs> like that Jordan's trying to make, he's like, okay, back to the fun part. What's their costumes? <laughs> what are their costumes? Let's imagine we want to paint a clear picture of the freak out. We had a uh, scream bad guy, ghost face mm. killer. I was wearing my fox hat. Mm-hmm. And then we had a... Uh, so you were Tails? You were Sonic's friend Tails? Yeah. I think he's a, he's an echidna, isn't he? That's uh, Knuckles. Mm-hmm. Knuckles, you're Knuckles is an echidna. Yeah, okay. Tails is a fox. Okay. So uh, what about Star Fox? What's he? He's he's an echidna. Okay. So we had a... You just have to look and see if it's laying eggs. <laughs> we had Ghostface Killer from Scream. Mm-hmm. I would have strongly preferred, to be frank, Ghostface Killer from the <laughs> Wu-Tang Clan. Sure. With that giant eagle halberd. That he wears is a halberd that wrist protector. Just have some more kids and you can have a family costume as the Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, man. <gasps> Which, you know what? I'd probably just end up being inspected deck. <laughs> They'd be like, Dad, you can be inspected deck. And I'll be like, I can't be the Rizzer or something. They're like, inspector deck. <laughs> Don't embarrass me, Dad. So we had a ghost face killer. My son Oscar was a squid in a tuxedo. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, that rules. In so many ways. And how did that, do you know how that, I mean, yeah. how does a kid want, how does a kid come to want to be that? Uh, eccentric. Okay. I would say in a word, eccentric child. I think originally he was going to be a fish in a tuxedo, but we couldn't find the right fish hat. Okay. So he ended up wearing like a hat of a squid. They bought mm. on a popular e-commerce website, and then he he wore a little suit. And then I love that costume. I want to be that. Yeah, that rules. I mean, seriously, that's amazing. My youngest was a very like a very dangerous cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like little cat ears, you know, and then just blood, and then AR fifteen, <laughs> <laughs> just some anti tank missiles, yeah. A decommissioned grenade. (laughs) Ophira, what did you do with... Yeah, what did you do with your kid? I mean, no, mine is so ridiculously non-creative compared to like a formal cuttlefish. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We... (laughs) That is amazing. My son wanted to be Sonic. Hey! Classic. Sonic Sonic the Hedgehog. Speaking of echidnas. Yes. So, and then my husband bought himself immediately the evil dude Eggman's costume so he could be the evil guy. And then my son told me that I could dress up as one of the girl characters from Sonic. If we were unfamiliar, I didn't know this. There are three very, like just a couple lines, every like 900 comics, uh, girl (laughs) characters. And their names are Vanilla, Cream, and Amy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> kind of I kind of gave up there at a certain point <laughs> hazelnut or mocha yeah. non-dairy creamers is the theme initially sure yeah 
So, yeah. I searched there, you know, the rat ones, two of them are rabbits, mm-hmm. I believe. And, uh, I'm not, I'm not really sure. They're certainly fucking like them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they are dressing like them. On okay. certain fan, on certain fan websites. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You can't find a costume of these characters. It's not something that you would just go on sure. Amazon or Halloween, whatever. You either make it through some, just some suggestions or you can buy like, the cosplay version right. for 80 bucks, mm-hmm. which is uh, inappropriate, right. I'm just going to say. Mm-hmm. Inappropriate for trick-or-treating. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's not always true because sometimes I see some parents with their kid and I'm just like, all right, well, this is your day too. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's not for me. I'm not, I'm not going to slut it up. Horny Going family trick-or-treating trick is pretty <laughs> yeah, intense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, well, Amy is a rabbit. And rabbits don't cover their snatch. Sure. So yeah, that orange skirt has to reach just to the very bottom of the lip. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> see, not safe for kids. No. I did it for you. A bol skirt <laughs> is what they call that in the fashion biz. But uh, similarly, like we went around Brooklyn, it was very chaotic. I felt like people were compensating for last year. It not really happening. So it was a little extra exuberant. They blocked off one large street here. So we're like, let's go there. Because also, you know, I get nervous about my kid is six, about running on the street because they get so excited. And I was stupid too. I'm a little new to this. And I have a very like, I don't know what battles I should fight. So within one candy getting, my son was like, can I eat some of it? And I was like, yeah, sure. Mistake, by the way. That's a day one mistake right there. Wow. You don't do that. You don't do that. What happened? Were there consequences? Well, no, he's just already like, he's bouncing off the- He gets juiced. Cement asphalt anyways. And then, yeah, he's just like downing. And we went right after school, so there was no food. He's like, you can have one candy. He's like, I'm going to have a packet of fun dip. (laughs) You can have one candy. Fine. I'm having a five hour energy. (laughs) Exactly. That's candy for truckers. <laughs> it was a... A good house gives out full <laughs> monsters. Right, yeah. So, I mean, that was the other thing. I felt instead of just going like, here, grab one thing, people were just taking like your give, like you did to your teenagers. It's an epidemic. They were just shoving handfuls. It's of an epidemic. Candies at these kids. So it was it was a lot and it was chaotic and it ended in a fight at some tears okay. and wow. being dragged home. Was it a what kind of fight? Like a was it an open ring, a cage match? We ran into another kid. We ran into some other kids we knew, and then one of them dropped their candy, and then someone else yelled, "Get it!" And then they all piled. <laughs> oh my gosh, get it! <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> And we were all like, there's enough candy for everyone. There's enough candy for everyone. There was like so much candy. And then, you know, one of them's like, they took my candy. It's like, no, I'm not. And they've, none of them have had dinner and they've all been like eating candy. And it was, yeah. Everyone's running for the same exit. <laughs> Children are getting trampled. It's a horror scene. The bulls are everywhere. So it was crazy. But I, I feel like if he was just a little older, we'll see how it goes. Maybe this is just how it always will be. But I felt like if he was just a little older, we would have been able to contain the chaos instead of it just turning into like meltdown territory. My five-year-old had a really interesting attitude about this. Frankie does not like 
gummy candy, does not really like chocolate. Really, marshmallows pass the test, but that's about it on that front. So every house, it was wandering up to the door, looking at the candy, looking at the people and saying, ugh, disgusting. Oh, boy. Turning around and leaving. <laughs> there's, like an, there's like an age where that's cute and funny, I think. Yeah. So cute. And, you know, it had delivery. Delivery probably has something to do with it, too. Yeah. Right on the edge, but the speech delay really did sell it. You know, if this was a standard speech five-year-old who mm-hmm. could really enunciate all the sounds in the word disgusting, it would have just been Frankie being a dick. But- with the added element of ugh, decusting. This is decusting. I would rather have puschetti. And then everybody laughs. <laughs> yes. Uh oh. Everybody speaking. laughs. Yeah. I want fruit. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wanted a toothbrush <laughs> and a weird Bible comic. <laughs> By the way, did you guys, when you trick or treated as kids, did did you have the one house that gave you a toothbrush? Because we did. Oh yeah, sure. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So, okay, okay. So okay. what? Yeah. What are the what are the buzzkill house treats? So toothbrush, <laughs> um, raisins, raisins. Raisins is much worse than toothbrush to me. Because raisins hold the promise of candy, but they're garbage. Yeah, maybe you like kind of think they're candy when they're going into the bag. Maybe when you're kind of rooting through the bag, you're like, oh, what's this? Are these dots? No, they're not dots. Yeah. Right. Imagine a candy worse than dots. Yeah. Let me put it that way. (laughs) Like notably worse than dots. I think those Necco wafers is, that's garbage. Oh, Necco wafers truly are. Yeah. Although I like, I, you know, I'm a big texture head and I do like the texture of the Neko. I, I I will admit that they are like gross tasting, but as far as a textural experience for one's mouth, ooh, I kind of like it. I think a lot of people who like Neko wafers, it's just kind of a nostalgia thing. Like it's a classic nostalgia candy. Like you Mm -hmm. are probably thinking about all the good times you had eating classroom chalk. Uh Uh-huh. Well, which which is edible, by the way, it is edible, edible. <laughs> non-toxic <laughs> tests have been conducted. Yeah. They gave us a sleeve of Neckos in the war. That was. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I love people talk shit about Smarties and I'd eat Smarties all day. I love Smarties. Yeah, Smarties are okay. So anytime you say Smarties, I think Canadian Smarties, which are basically kind of flatter saucer shaped American M&Ms. Yeah. And I oh, get excited. Oh, those are good. Those are delicious, but yeah, I, whatever you guys call Smarties, it's also garbage. Sorry. Canadian Smarties <laughs> are are basically carob chips. <laughs> That's my position. You. They have a little bit of health care in every single one. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the government issues you your Smarties and everyone is healthy. You are so happy to have them. Thank you, Justin Trudeau. But I love, I love mm. savory. So oh, if yeah. there's that, I mean, it's like one in a million gives you pretzels or can of chili chili. can of baked beans i'd be like well thank you (laughs) just dumping it in with a big slotted spoon yeah who wants ranch style i got i feel like i i bring this up sometimes for people being nostalgic about halloween but i and and this is maybe just my street growing up but we had someone who would give us a little plastic easter egg filled with pennies Oh. Anybody else do that? Really? Yeah, that was my kind of weird buzzkill thing. Although maybe I, you know, need to learn to be better with money. We had uh, 
UNICEF, I don't, was it UNICEF? I think UNICEF was already trans. But anyways, that we would ask people to put pennies in our boxes and then we'd turn them into school and they would donate them. Oh, yeah, sure. I, I remember that. But I don't remember anyone giving Maybe me... Maybe these per- people were, were lifting the UNICEF pennies, <laughs> filtering them through the kids. This is a scam somehow. They went to a fountain the day before yeah. Halloween and just cleared it <laughs> Right, up. went to a mall fountain. <laughs> There was a guy on my block who would give out tube socks full of nickels. <laughs> Just in case you went to prison and needed to fight. You know this guy, Jimmy Two Times? Yeah. Cool guy. <laughs> Very cool guy. And then once in a while, once in a while, you would get a weird Bible comic that would oh, like, wow. yeah, you would get like, you know, chick tracks. Yeah. You know, chick tracks are these. We love a tract. Yeah, yeah. Jack T. Chicked was this insane man who was a pretty talented artist who drew these little comics about what would send you to hell. And, you know, you would get them. Yeah, just like they would like churches would pass them out at places where like kids would be. And once in a while, I think you if there was a couple neighbors who would give you, you know, a little comic book about how homosexual discos would send you to hell. (laughs) I've I've never seen these. Now I gotta check them out. I do remember just speaking of Archie comics. Yeah, the Archie Bible comics. Do you remember the? There was like a slight alteration in Archie where. Oh, you guys remember that Bazooka Joe arc where he died on the cross for our sins? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We've been getting into Bazooka Joes again right here in this household Ooh. because it turns out the place down the street carries them. And I grew up in a grocery store, so we used to, I, you know, sell penny candy. And I remember bazookas were five cents. Mm-hmm. The guy down the corner, twenty five cents. I feel like that is okay inflation. Yeah, really. Yeah, that's that pretty is pretty reasonable. Because yeah. if he said a dollar, I'd be like, come on now. So the cartoons in them, little comic strips, are the same ones from like whatever nineteen sixty three or mm-hmm. whatever. Because it's they're all the same. We addressed this recently on the program. Many of them written by R. L. Stein. Oh, my God. True. Real and true fact that I learned from R.L. Stein. So there's not like modern wow. Bazooka Joes where he's saying like hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hard pass, Mort. <laughs> pesky. That's the main one. Pesky. Oh, pesky is. Yeah, Pesky's the kid. It's like, hey, Pesky, why, do, why don't you want to go steady with Carol? It's so adorable. She's a visco girl. <laughs> <laughs> She's a thought. so great i also there i remember one there was one house always the same house right on the corner that gave you tiny whatever those are like 250 milliliters anyways metric what am i even talking about the little tiny containers of chocolate milk oh interesting. like Like, little cartons little cartons were they refrigerated Ish. I, I don't, don't really in remember. In Canada, milk comes in a bag on a shelf that's or something. O- that's only in uh, <laughs> it, that's only in Ontario. Okay, we did not have yeah, that crazy old Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> only in the capital region do you get. To... I mean, maybe Quebec too. I don't know, but I didn't know about the bag thing until I moved out east, and then I was like, you have to buy a thing to put in your bag. Like I just thought that was a scam. Right now, you have to buy another thing. To put your bag of milk in. Come on. That's too many steps to get milk. Right. Apparently in St. Louis, you have to make a joke to get candy. I learned this on Judge John Hodgman. Oh. There's like a tradition. 
I mean, it's cultural. Like Jordan, mm-hmm. you in Orange County, they're giving out chick tracts. Mm-hmm. In San Francisco, you know, they'd give us the little red book or the fire next time by James Baldwin. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Anarchist cookbook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the whole earth catalog. How to cook roadkill. It's, it's changed a lot. It was the 90s. It's very different now. <laughs> they just give us Jello Biafra. <laughs> the man. Ah! <laughs> Trick or treat. <laughs> I ran for mayor, remember? <laughs> and I will say in Calgary, you have two possibilities when you ring a doorbell. You can say trick or treat, or you can say, and I know from other people, this is totally regional. You can say Halloween apples, and that's the exact <laughs> tune. So if you talk to anyone from Alberta okay. or Manitoba. <laughs> That, Hooray for Canada, king of countries. That wins most Canadian shit of all time. That is like a Mountie covered in syrup. Jesus Christ. Holy Halloween shit. apples. Oh, you nailed it. You nailed it. You guys want to uh, get a couple Halloween apples and come back for some more? We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. So first of all, Jordan, our thanks to the members of Maximum Fun. Thank you, members. We love them. You know what? Our thanks to the members of the members of Maximum Fun for <laughs> keeping the members of Maximum Fun feeling good out there. Thank you to all the all the genitalia out there. <laughs> yeah. Way to both create life mm. and create great vibes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, you're speaking my language. English. (laughs) Ooh, I love English. Ooh, talk to me in English. Also, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are big therapy advocates here on Jordan Jesse Go, and I'm not talking about occupational therapy. Although, we don't have anything against that. (laughs) Yeah, if you need to learn to hold a pencil more effectively, for example, or, you know, what OT would be great for you, and PT is great. Physical therapy. Yeah, sure. Um, If you had an injury, you're just working through something. But we're talking about, of course, cognitive behavioral therapy. (laughs) CBT. CBT. Yes, we're both big therapy fans. We've been doing it for years. Maybe it's something you've been curious about trying. Perhaps the feelings around the holidays are making you consider trying therapy. Maybe you're thinking even about spelling holidays, H-O-L-I-D-A-Z-E. Yeah. 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 These can be very stressful times. And if that is something that you're feeling, heck, even if it's not, we think giving therapy a shot is one of the best things you can do for yourself. A lot of great ways to get therapy. You can hit up a community clinic. You can ask your doctor for recs. Or you can go over to BetterHelp. They are the world's largest therapy service. They have matched over 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. Couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash JJGo. That's BetterHelp.com slash JJGo. We're also supported this week 
by the folks at Lumi Labs. They're the microdose folks, Jordan. Ooh, Jesse, I love those Lumi Labs gummies. I love the right amount of THC that they got in there. It's an entry-level dose. If you've had a tough time with other edibles, Lumi Labs microdose gummies are definitely something you should check out. They taste really good, and they give you that nice little hit of TLC that will help you feel better and uh, sleep great, if my experience is any indication. Me too. I, I chew one of those before bed once in a while. Chew it before bed. Ngong, 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 like that. Yeah, chew it, get under them coveys, mm-hmm. have yourself a nice little night's sleep. Can I suggest something, Jordan? Sure. Make sure to keep your tootsies warm. Oh, you got to keep the tootsies warm. If you're somewhere cold, I say chew the microdose gummy, get under the coveys, and think about a pair of cozy, thick woolen socks yeah, thick to keep socks. your tootsies warm. It'll feel good. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code JJGO to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description. But again, that's microdose.com, code JJGO. Oh, here's something exciting, Jordan. This is very exciting. You know about MaxFunStore.com. That's where our our merchandise lives. But there's an all-new MaxFunStore.com, and there is some fucking tremendous Jordan Jesse Go merchandise in there. Yes, that's right. There's new Jordan Jesse Go merchandise just in time for the holiday season. Yeah, these are some of the coolest t-shirts that uh, we've ever had. First, we've got the Nickname Hall of Fame t-shirt. It says, Radio Sweetheart, Boy Detective, and three of the greatest guest nicknames we've ever had on the show repeat clankety car and that's right explodo probably the greatest of all time from acclaimed novelist and public (laughs) radio host kurt anderson there's one great shirt we got another new one for you it's the saying words t-shirt it's in a beautiful calligraphy font and it lets everybody know that you love podcasts that are made up of saying words, much like this one. They're really nice, soft shirts, and they were all designed by our, our very own producer emeritus, Brian Saniti Fernandez. Yeah, you got a variety of colors and sizes, and they're made of 100% combed and ring-spun pre-shrunk cotton. Ooh la la. Yeah, we comb it out. You know how we do. Oh, we comb out the cotton. You know it. You know the cotton's combed. It seems weird that they're making us do the combing, though. Hey, you know what? <laughs> That's how much we love our fans. I never should have gotten involved with Rumble Stiltskin. I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. That guy's bad news. <laughs> That's why they call him the original fuckboy. <laughs> that is what they call Rumble Stiltskin. <laughs> yeah. The evil tiny sorcerer of legend. Uh, the original fuckboy. <laughs> MaxFunStore.com. You can search by show. This one, of course, is Jordan Jesse Go. Get yourself a nickname shirt. Get yourself a saying word shirt. Maybe grab one for that Jordan Jesse Go fan in your life who needs a holiday gift. MaxFunStore.com. I'm going to be December 17th at the South Pasadena Vintage Flea Market. So everybody should come by. If you're in Southern California, stop by. Put this on shop. You can meet my tiny van. And uh, buy some crap for me from your holiday gifts. There's also lots of like, there's like food trucks and many vintage vendors. And it's a really nice, really nice flea market, free to get in. It's right there by Mission Street in South Pasadena. I think people should go. And if you can't make it in real life, put this on shop.com for a holiday gift. Just saying, just saying I'm available. You know what I mean? I'll be there. Probably wear some ridiculous shit. 
Last time I wore cowboy shit. Cool. What shit you think? What shit you thinking for this time? I mean, my first thought is double cowboy shit, but that's probably just because I was thinking about cowboy shit already. Sure, yeah. And maybe I'll dress up as a dinosaur. I don't know. <laughs> hey, <laughs> any, any, anything's possible. That, what do dinosaurs wear? Like knee pads, elbow pads, totally radical garb and a skateboard? Oh, you're thinking of, well, one particular dinosaur. <laughs> of course, talking about Denver. Yeah. The last dinosaur. Yeah, well, there's a new last dinosaur in town. It's Jesse. Oh, wow. So you took out Denver, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking screwed that silencer onto my gun. Wow. <laughs> Fucking shot him in a snowy field so his blood sure. ran across the snow. Two pops, one to the chest, one to the dome. Okay, that's it. Uh, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy, detective. And I'm Ophira Eisberg, also known as Jasmine Von Brunswick. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> the bowling heiress? <laughs> <laughs> you're familiar you're familiar with the legacy actually i will tell you that yes. that what was my i used to use that name all the time when i was like going to bars when i was 16 17 18 underage based on that little i mean it was my real name's ophira eisberg it's my my fake name was the combination of my middle name and my mother's maiden name jasmine von brunswick i think we can agree <laughs> my fake name is weirder when you said that Five of our listeners all shouted at their phones, hey, she stole my burlesque name. (laughs) And then our other three listeners were like, is she part of my Austrian singing family? (laughs) She's the one that plays the lute. (laughs) (laughs) Ophira, I should say, can we get a review of that nice cab that you took down during the first segment? Oh, let me tell you. Yeah, let's hear it. The, the really nice one. Yes. So I would say it had a a mouthfeel mm-hmm. that was sort of, it was round. It had a rounder mm-hmm. mouthfeel than I expected, but the salinity took it out of the sides of your tongue, but kept it right on the tip. And there was a lot of blackberries, a little bit of baby powder. I would say coastal <laughs> seagrass. Mm-hmm. And I would pair it with, I, I would use it to, I would use it to power a Vespa. Wow. I love a saline wine, mm-hmm. especially when I'm putting, putting in or taking out my contact lenses. Okay, that was the classiest shit that's ever been on this show. Way to go. I've always, uh, I've always loved the way I love, I mean, I've never been a wine snob because a, just not my world and I don't have the palate even if I wanted to, but I love hearing that stuff. Me too. I just, it's like, yeah, it's like poetry ridiculous poetry i went to costco this week which is just a quarterly bacchanalia of consumerism <laughs> for me i just go completely i go infrequently I just go completely ape shit when i'm there like strapping shit to the roof of my car and everything and my favorite part of it is the wine section because sometimes the wine man will be hanging around there there is a costco oh, yeah. wine man sometimes he'll be there and i don't drink but my wife does and I just love to fucking hear about those notes and think, God, Teresa would love these notes. 
I love it so much. You know, just speaking of St. Louis, I remember it was there a long, a while ago before the pandemic, but we, I was there with the moth and we went to like some kind of fancy place and it had a cocktail menu just with cocktails. I did not un- look at one, like one ingredient. I did not understand any of the ingredients. You know, those, those cocktail menus were just like, yeah. what is like velvet azaria? Like, I don't even know what we're talking <laughs> yeah. about. And so I asked someone, I was like, I think I'll have this, this one. Says- Plastic soldier? <laughs> is that an herb? Or are they just going to drop in one of those little green guys? And so I asked what one of them tasted like. And I got this, like, the mouthfeel and the solidity, like about a cocktail. And that it's drier, but it makes you feel like this. Like, just all a garble of words that I was just like, I I don't have no idea. Fine. Yeah. I'll, you know what? I have $29 to burn. Let's have that cocktail. <laughs> And then they stood nearby while I sipped it because they were all excited that I ordered this one. And Dr. Pepper, that's what it tasted like. <laughs> it like sounds pretty honestly, good. Sounds great to <laughs> me. Yeah, that sounds great. I know. I was actually happy. I was like, this is a boozy yeah. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I'm 100% on board for that. I ordered a, I was at, look, this is just my lifestyle, but I was out to dinner with the great Josh Lindgren from the Creative Artists Agency. His oh, beautiful wife, yeah. Natalie. And we went to a fancy restaurant and I ordered a thing with those notes, you know, Mm -hmm. like I didn't say what it was on the menu. It just said a weird name of a thing and, but it was under non-alcoholic and I'll order anything in a fancy non-alcoholic thing. I'll order literally anything. Yeah. Mocktails are, mocktails are hot. I feel like all those types of restaurants will have the little kind of herbal spritzer section of the menu now. It was some kind of spritzer and I ordered it. It came in a can Mm. and honestly had fucking spectacular notes. Mm -hmm. The notes on this thing, just out to here, (laughs) just gorgeous notes, just big full notes. 60% would you say? I would say 60th to 80th percentile these notes. Wow. In this little can. God, I gotta get some more. I gotta get some of these little cans because a nice thin can. These were it, it was gorgeous cans, absolutely mm-hmm. gorgeous cans. So I know they've really uh, taken their tin game up a notch. Loved, loved it because previously, if you didn't drink, you had to like ask for a bitters and soda or something like that, right. and you run the risk that they're gonna get mad at you and put so much bitters in that it's undrinkable. That. Uh, it's happened to me more than once, <laughs> a couple times. Yeah, there. I've gone to a place in Manhattan where they they do the thing. They'll make you whatever whatever non alcoholic elixir you want, and they basically go, "What do you what just how what do you like? What do you yeah. like? We'll make it." Yeah. And so I said, "I like the taste of a meadow." Mm, oh, wow, and- that's a that's a fucking power move. <laughs> Oh, yeah. They put something together. And at the very end, they took a, a basil leaf, put it between their hands and slapped it yeah. as it slid into my glass at like a violent move on a basil leaf. Enjoy your meadow, motherfucker. <laughs> you got to be rough with them or they don't get it. You know, you got to. I loved like, it. I loved yeah. all of the performance art that went around that nine hundred dollar juice when, when something <laughs> when something what if they just got out a jug of mots and said suck on this asshole here's right. your meadow 
<laughs> threw a holes in it. Yeah. And they're like, here you go. <laughs> Just drink it and leave. <laughs> You're like, yeah, this is a fucking um, sunny delight and vapo rub. So right. when something momentous happens to you, like you get the perfect mocktail, give us a call at 206-984-4FUN or just send us a voice memo, jjgo at maximumfun.org. Here is a momentous occasion. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jesse. Hi, guest. Uh, I want to say uh, John Cena. This is Adam from Maryland, formerly Adam from Taipei. And I just had an, a momentous occasion I wanted to share with you all, which is that I was just crossing the street uh, and a car turning right uh, turned in front of me. I looked up and I made eye contact with the driver and the passenger to, I want to say, college-age gentlemen. And then I noticed the giant, floppy, realistic-looking dildo suction cup to the inside of the passenger window. I tried to give them a thumbs up. Uh, That's amazing. This is a momentous occasion for me. Uh, So if you guys are listening... I uh, hope you saw my thumbs up and uh, bye. Love you. Mike Cena. Yeah. Mike Cena. John Cena. <laughs> oh, did I say Mike Cena? You Mike said Cena. Mike Cena. Well, John's <laughs> brother is really the one with the dildos. They're trying to do a Hemsworth thing, you know? Yeah. Just kind of, yeah. Shuffle in various Cenas because mm-hmm. John can't be in everything. <laughs> That's yeah. right. He can't see all those kids. John's not going to be in Westworld, but Mike might. <laughs> Yeah, Mike might be in Westworld. Ophira, we also on this program are incredibly creative mm. and come up with ideas for segments that people love all Not the time. True, none of this is true. Uh, we work really hard on the show. It's we don't just take don't. a rock out of the ground and think I can do forty-five minutes on that. No, it's, you're right. That that rock is from 2007. We finally saw how this was playing out. <laughs> yeah, we're playing a long game on this. <laughs> yeah, Damian Lindelof writes this show. He plants little seeds, and it's not going to pay off for a couple of seasons. But that rock. I'm going to bring that rock story to you and Dan Kennedy. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna polish it up. We're gonna put it in the old tumbler. Figure yeah. out what the reflection at the end is going to be, mm. and then mm. it's it's going to be me headed to Calgary with the moth or whatever. <laughs> I see a smoky quartz in your future. Anyway, we think of a lot of great segments. This definitely isn't just people who wanted to tell us about something and then gave it a segment name. <laughs> it's people calling in for shit we thought of. Go ahead and press play, Daniel. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Hey, guest. I'm going to say Nick Weiger's lovely wife, Natalie. Close. This is Scott in North Carolina calling for your popular segment, rap-related license plates I saw. I am currently behind a van that has the license plate Wu-Tang van. And I thought that was uh, pretty great, honestly. I kind of wish that I had a van with that license plate. Anyways, love the show. Love you guys. Stay cool. Heart of the Rock, wet as a river. Bye-bye. That was you God's van. He uses it to do floral deliveries. <laughs> this job now. You gotta have a side hustle. <laughs> yeah. Wu-Tang Dan? Wu-Tang Dan? Wu-Tang van, van, I believe. Wu-Tang van. van. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty smart. That guy, what came first in that? The love, the Wu-Tang, or the van? That's what I want to know. Was that something that you write down when you're, you know, 14 and you're like, one day, <laughs> one day I'm going to get a van, my friends. 
Yeah, which came first, the idea for the plate or the van? That's right. Is this guy driving a, a car that is too big for him because he thought of this? Admittedly, pretty good pun. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. It's a lot of fun. I was driving today, and I, I was like, what is that? Because sometimes you see the, the vanity plates, and you're like, mm, what? And it was Potdar, P-O-T-D-A-R. Is that like gaydar? That, I was wondering, but for pot? Yeah. For weed? <laughs> You sense when somebody's got weed, man. <laughs> got excellent pot got dog. Pot dog. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that is that is a little, uh, well, antiquated, right? Like now it's just like, how, how do you get to the dispensary? Like, <laughs> you know? Both of these license plates just make me wish I was fun. <laughs> like fun to hang out with. It would be or... fun to be, would be fun to be fun. Yeah. Would be nice to be fun. My license plate just says DMV fan. <laughs> <laughs> number one. Yeah. You, you couldn't just get DMV fan. You had to get number I one. I had to get number one. Yeah. There's no other DMV <laughs> fan out there. My AOL email address was DMV fan 14. Right. <laughs> it just was late to the AOL thing later than I yeah. wanted. You got to squat on that AOL address. My license plate says A slash S slash L. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get a CompuServe email address just for fun because I thought it'd be fun to start emailing people from that, yeah. you know, just to see what would happen. That would be like a cool move. Like once in a while, you will get an email from someone with an AOL address. And I'm always intrigued. I'm like, hey, this is what's that like? I don't know. It's it. It's great. I mean, you know, I think maybe it has the quality of someone who like owns a typewriter, you know, and you're like, all right, OK, but right. but I don't know. There's something about it that. That I think is pretty cool. I think the good part of a CompuServe email address specifically is that if I, I remember correctly, it was just a long string of numbers. That's what I remember too. Oh, it was yeah. like 47986245 at CompuServe.net or whatever. Could we still get a Yahoo address? Yeah, I think so. for sure. Hotmail? Oh, could we still get a hot? We should we should find the most antiquated email address that we can That's possibly get, to still get, and open it up to a certain kind of email. I, I'm workshopping yes. this right now. I don't have a good answer. Yeah. <gasps> I I'll love tell you this. this: our old pal, the the hilarious comedian Jasper Red. I haven't emailed him in a while, but the last time I emailed with him, he still had a Juno.com nice. email address, which was like a free email dial-up service in 1996. Amazing. Early adopter hanging on. Probably gets zero spam. He probably like yeah, he probably calls into his email address by taking a phone handset off the hook and putting it down into like a cradle with microphones in it. For the modem. Has to press star a bunch of times. Hang on. Hang on. Yeah, he can't check his, yeah. e- he can't check his email if his mom is calling his aunt. <laughs> or if he's trying to download a picture of Kathy Ireland. <laughs> yowza, yowza. She's, as, she's as hot as that rock. <laughs> oh, hold on. Sounds like Wolfman Jack's back. <laughs> Okay, uh, jjgo at MaximumFun.org is where to send your voice memos, 206-984-4FUN. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hey, I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. Listen, you like podcasts, right? Sure you do. Don't try and lie to me. You're listening to one right now, so why not try a different one? 
called R1, The Flophouse. Uh-huh, and on The Flophouse, we watch a movie and talk about it. And then sometimes we also do other stuff. It's all meant to be funny and fun, and we think you'll have a good time. And just to be clear, the name of the podcast is not Our One, The Flophouse. It's just called The Flophouse. <laughs> I do a lot of correcting Dan. The Flophouse, a lot of correcting Dan. La, la, la. Hey, it's John Moe, inviting you to listen to Depression Mode with John Moe, where I talk about mental health and the lives we live with all kinds of people. Famous writers. David Sedaris, welcome to Depression Mode. Thanks so much for having me. Movie stars. Jamie Lee Curtis, welcome to Depression Mode. I am happy to be here. Musicians. I am in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm talking to Amy Mann. Great to talk to you. And song exploders. Rishikesh Hirway, welcome to Depression Mode. Thanks so much for having me. Everyone's opening up on Depression Mode on Maximum Fun. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris Boy, Detective. And I'm Ophira Eisenberg, a.k.a. Lucky Eisenberg. Ophira, your brand new podcast is called Parenting is a Joke. It's where you speak with comics about their parenting experience. Before the show, we were talking about your very moving episode with Eugene Merman, who has been through a pretty extraordinary parenting journey. Yeah. I saw you had Roy Wood Jr. on the show, the very funny Roy yeah. Wood Jr., one of the funniest dudes right. around, great and yep. Fletch. Oh my goodness. Fantastic. Yep. Jesse Klein, Catherine Reitman, who created and starred in Working Moms. Coming up... Um, Mary Lynn Ricecub. From Girls Guitar Club? Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you had a baby coffin, would it be for sale? That's what I think about all the time from our friend Karen Kilgariff and the great Mary Lynn Ricecub. Right. Running a vintage store in one of those, in one of those Girls Guitar Club shorts. Maybe Nick Swartzen comes in to ask if the baby coffin is for sale. So great. Yeah, that's so funny. I never saw them live, but, um, you know, because I wish I did. But But you were a huge 24 fan. (laughs) I was a huge 24 fan. I was a ridiculous. That's the sound of however the phones rang Mm -hmm. on. Like I realized at an office that my friend worked at, they had that sound. And I was like, (gasps) so exciting. I love that sound. I feel the same way about 60 Minutes, which is another time show. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Jordan, what's your favorite time show? (sighs) Boy, what other time shows are there? Was there ever a time cop show? Oh, God, I wish. Yeah. I mean, Quantum Leap is a sort of time show. Which they were were going to do a reboot of that. It's on. I think it's on. I don't know if it's on television. I'm really more of a reader, Ophira. Mm. Oh, sorry. I will say that the sides of buses claim that that reboot did occur. They rebooted it with a handsome Asian man. That's right. Oh, yes, that's right. This is all I know. It's just from seeing it on a bus passing by. (laughs) That's how you get your pop culture. Mm -hmm. I just wait for the 63 bus to tell me what's new in the world. That's how I became a professional culture (laughs) critic. You have to have a sharp eye on America's bus sides and a gimlet eye on some of America's lesser entertainment. Don't trust the express is all I'm saying. (laughs) Thank you very much. If you're looking at the limited, take it with a grain of salt. Doesn't stop at all the stops. My favorite time show, of course, you know, started out was a graphic novel. It was a 
movie too, but also a prestige HBO series. Of course, I'm talking about Watchmen. Uh, that's fun. Oh, Not yeah, funny, yeah, yeah. but that's an. That's oh, good. That's good. I, I was shooting it. for I an. It. Oh, I love it. Ow. No, ow. You, you hit it. Jordan, I gave you an applause break. The applause break you deserved instead of laughter. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like when uh, you know John Stewart says something the audience right. agrees with, or. Jimmy Fallon refers to something. I'm sorry, Mr. President, but these are not norms. Yep, these are not norms. <laughs> these are Thank not you. our norms. Why are you breaking norms? How dare you break norms? Or on Cheers when Norm comes in. <laughs> norm. Everybody, yeah, same thing. Hey, it's Norm. Donald Trump Plus, never right. acknowledged Norm when he <laughs> came into wow. Cheers. How do you feel about a gritty reboot of Cheers where we see the darker sides of alcohol? <laughs> yeah, all, the, all the same characters, but they're just constantly pissing in their pants. <laughs> and talking about how they can't maintain meaningful relationships. It's Frasier, only instead of being about Frasier, it's about the actor actual life of Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> She's a fucked up guy who was always Brilliant. drunk on set. Uh, Ophira, but we left we left the topic of parenting behind there accidentally. And I oh, want to yes. check in. You're talking Perfect. to all of these comics. Is it funny? St- I like the Eugene Merman full emotional ride. Yeah, true. Eugene is a widower, but good news. There's good news on the Eugene Merman front. What are we talking about? Are we talking about amusing anecdotes? Are we talking about insightful insights? Are we talking about tips and tricks? Zero tips and tricks, to okay. be extremely clear. No hacks, yeah. no advice. <laughs> okay. No, I I mean, I, I love looking at parenting hacks because most of them aren't hacks at all. Like whatever <laughs> hacks are supposed to be like ingenious, simple solutions to problems. And most parenting hacks are just so dumb. They're like, you always forget the tooth fairy, don't you? Anyways, fake premise. No. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I don't know. Something reminded me of the tooth fairy. Goodness knows what it was. And they're like, make the place where the tooth fairy leaves the prize or the money, the kitchen counter. Uh, oh, you know, parenting hack. hack. You're yeah. like, that's no, no, that's not a hack. My son Oscar was running slow. So I did a hard reboot. <laughs> That's my recommendation. Maybe a RAM upgrade. Cold. That's a cold reboot, yeah. my friend. Cold. I would encourage everyone to listen to your show. The childful people out there will obviously get out a lot out of it. But as me, as a childless man, I really, really enjoyed listening to your podcast this weekend. It is great. Thank it you. Is, it is funny. The emotional stuff is like really real and authentic. It was just such a cool, such a cool show. I think. Uh, I think everybody would enjoy it. I should explain, Ophira, to you and anybody who's new listening to the show. Jordan doesn't have any kids, but it's something that he has thought a lot about. Like it's I gotta, something. I gotta, it's I sort of a I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm working, working on, on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> okay. Jordan's yes. thinking about getting I'm working this on. on it. Many people have. So yeah, I just find it. Uh, I just found it interesting that all. I mean, so many people when I started stand up had no children, and they were of every age group. And I was like, right, this makes sense. Why would you do this as someone who has a family? And then all of a sudden, I feel like that changed. And not to say nobody had a child before, but it seemed a very small amount. And then all of a sudden I turned around because I had a child and I looked around and went, oh, my God, everybody all of a sudden is figuring this out. So I'm talking to stand-ups about their career, what they're up to, and then, you know, being a parent and what's that like for them. 
Uh, so it is funny, but it is also just real because <laughs> everyone has their own struggle, whether it was just acquiring the kid, because not everyone just had their sort of, I guess, what we'll call a mainstream, like, oh, some woman I married or man I I married, we had a child. It's all different. And then they have a... A lot of people fathered a child when they were overseas in, in the Korean War. Yeah. There's that. There's a lot Popped of... on Necco wafers. Yes. A lot of <laughs> multiple families that are secrets. Mm-hmm. A lot of Craigslist stuff. <laughs> Just trying to get a mattress. <laughs> How old are you going to get a mattress? God damn it. Why am I so itchy? Mm-hmm. They say after they buy that mattress. But I also feel like, I, I mean, I looked at all this parenting stuff in the beginning that I was looking for something that spoke to people that did not have at nine to five jobs. And so much of it, I'm just thinking of the stuff that was at Mother's, they would be like, I know there's no time for yourself but that's okay. Just get up two hours before your child. And I was like, okay, so I, I get home from the club at 1am. So then I would get up at 4am. So that's, that's the advice. I get up at 4am. And so I was just like, nothing is speaking. You know, I just happen to have a night job and I work in stand up. but there's tons of people with weird hours and night jobs and just like different approaches to this whole life. And I feel like there is a minimal amount of stuff talking to those people. There's only so much crank to go around. That's the Mm -hmm. real problem. Yeah. Yeah. You're a comic. You're in a creative industry. You can score as much speed as you need to. Thank God. But for a lot of parents, you know, you can't, I honestly, if it were me, I would say, even if you're on public assistance, you should be able to use that debit card to buy crank. At the grocery store, just because it's hard to be a parent, you know. They lock it up, you know, and you got to call somebody and guys uh, to come them, over. They bring over that key. Thing, and they're, and they're like, how much do you want? Yeah, they make you feel like shit. And, and then you have to buy other things to hide it. You're yeah. like, deodorant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. Hey, I'll take a garden flare. Tell me about it. <laughs> do you guys ever find yourself at the grocery store and every time you buy ham? <laughs> I never buy ham. <laughs> Like the big ham, like a cartoon ham where... Yeah, like a big ham hock or a spiral cut ham. Spiral cut. Yeah, it was like a brown, like a maple brown sugar ham. I just feel like every time I'll be there and I'm like, I'm just going to get some gum. Like I'll have halitosis and I'll say, I'm just going to get some spearmint gum. And then I look down in my shopping bag and every time there's a goddamn ham there, I just blacked out and bought a ham. Black out and buy ham. I like that. I came to with a ham hock and some spearmint gun. <laughs> Let me just say this. I'm glad I don't live in Spain or I'd be fucking broke. Oof. I lived in Iberico. Oh, Iberico. are expensive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no kidding. expensive hams. Plus. Zero gum though. Gum is expensive too there in Spain, I've heard. Because of taxes. <laughs> the exchange. What is the craziest parenting experience that you have heard so far on, on your show, Fira? Uh, crazy. Well, I mean, I feel like a lot of people have done, you know, we're talking so far a lot of people with young kids, although Marilyn has a, a teenager. It was actually very interesting talking to her because she is out there doing stand up. And I don't know what it's like yet because my kid is so young to have a real idea of my material. And so I was saying to her, you know, is your son interested in going to your gigs? And she was like, no. I was like, do you ever, are you worried about talking about him on stage? Like, do you put it by him before you throw it out there? She's like, no. (laughs) I was like, is he ever come to your shows and listen to the stuff? And I don't know, is embarrassed? She goes, he's not interested. Mm. (laughs) Like, it just never occurred to me the idea of having a teenage, just your typical 
teenage kid who wants, doesn't matter what their parents' profession is, so not into it. So 100% not into it. <laughs> Thinks it's boring and dumb. Still, Ophira, better than a kid who wants to become a stand-up comic. Agreed. Agreed. 100%. If you're a bricklayer or a plumber, you're like, my child will follow in my footsteps. You know, I'm going to get him into the Longshoremen's Union. He's going to make a good wage and support his family. If you're a stand-up comic, you're like, I don't know, accountant school? Hmm. Yeah. No. How, how can I make this look unattractive to you? How? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess you don't have to. It will just look unattractive all on its own. Yeah. So that's great. And also, I mean, I just found it so amusing that, you know, Roy, Roy Wood Jr. was talking about how when he was a kid, just the I- different ideas of summer vacation, he was talking about how much he flew his kid around to go traveling with him for summer vacation to eat up that time and how his kid has like really good Delta Sky Miles. <laughs> like it's solid. Like it's two free bags. Nobody loves a lounge like a teen. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, look at this free gumbo. Uh, but just this turn of phrase. <laughs> Get some Swedish meatballs and a gin and tonic. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. One for my dad. Yeah. Yeah. But there's just turn of phrase that keeps going through my mind of what he said that for him, which is very common, I think, for many of us in the summer, you would be shipped off to your extended family if they were up for it. And he, he said, you know, I'd be passed around from aunt to uncle to cousin. I'd be passed around like a cigarette from aunt <laughs> to uncle to cousin. <laughs> And I sort of remember that too. Like there was just these summers where, you know, the extended family at large was taking care of us. And were they? Question mark. I shot off a lot of fireworks in Alexandria, (laughs) Virginia. I'll tell you that right now. Catching frogs out of a well, shooting off fireworks in a, in a dried out field. Good place to lose a finger, Alexandria. (laughs) Head down to the old, uh, what do you call that? Go-kart range. Oh, I love a go-kart. A lot of things that were outside my cultural area of expertise. I love just stacks of tires, stacks of old tires. And you've got an amusement park, my friends. Riding on a boat was something I did. (laughs) So yeah, I don't know. A fucking lake, a boat. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. What is this? I know thrift store. Do you have that? (laughs) But people have done crazy things too. I mean, crazy, whatever. They've done whatever they need to do to be able to do their job, which at times is turning their kids when they're really little, turning their uh, schedules around, which I know like you have to, sometimes you have to keep secret what you do with your child because the rest of the world is going to be like, what? So if you do stand up and you're like, okay, guess what? My child's schedule is also going to be getting up at noon and going to bed at midnight. Is that terrible when they're, they're not even in school yet? No, fine. Of no, course it's great. fine. Yeah, yeah. You think you only have to make them two meals. Exactly. So you're saving money. And so many people that have had to bring their kids to work at the clubs, whether they're being looked after briefly by servers or other comics or bouncers. It's or probably the good, whomever. I bet the easy part of that oh is that boy, like... boy, Bill Burr is taking care of my kid. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, comedy club food is the food kids love though, right? You get chicken fingers, you get nachos. Cold, like slightly cold yeah. mozzarella sticks. They haven't had time to heat it all the way through. Tower of Sam Adams. <laughs> 
Because they got to drop the checks, Ophira. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Ten minutes That's left right. in the headliner set. They got to drop those checks. They can't. Yeah. They can't fucking cook those mott sticks all the way. No, we got a late show coming in, everybody. Yep. Yeah, I just I love all of that. I love just the collective reckoning of what we're all trying to do, which is borderline ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. there is part of you that just goes, "Why aren't we just you know." I don't know, sitting in nice houses in affordable neighborhoods. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Now I'm creating a fantasy land of affordable <laughs> neighborhoods right. with nice houses. Ophira, can I tell you something serious? And I don't Please. mean to burst your bubble here, but there's darkness hiding behind the white picket fences. <laughs> deep, deep down. I'm going to send you a DVD of a little movie called American <laughs> Beauty that I think is really going to open your eyes. You'll That's never right. look at shopping bags the same way yeah. again. <laughs> I will never look at Kevin Spacey again the same way. <laughs> I'll never look at him again, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like a real terrible person. And also, just from all those years on Ask Me Another, I do play a game with every Love a game. person Love a that quiz. comes on the show. A quiz, a fun quiz that is subject. Like, they don't have to know anything. There's so much fun stuff out there. You know, we did a pretty... This would could have almost been on Ask Me Another, I suppose. But with Roy Wood, we did, is it Nietzsche or Winnie the Pooh? Just reading lines. So fun. So impossible. Yeah, our two two most famous bummers. (laughs) Totally. Totally. One sad sack after the next. Have you read The Tao of Nietzsche? It's a great book. (laughs) Incredible book. There's a lot of wisdom hidden in there. Kind of has its own philosophy in a way. Grab it at the checkout at Urban Outfitters. Nietzsche needed a tigger. He really needed a ticker in his life. And maybe he had one. I don't know. (laughs) It's just his friend, Martha. (laughs) She would be like, do you want to go to the Ren Fair this weekend? She was fun. Yeah. It was like, I don't know. She's like, they have mead. (laughs) What even is that? Let's have some. Well, Ophira's podcast is called Parenting is a Joke. Wonderful show. Ophira is a a wonderful interviewer, as well as uh, being one of the brightest and funniest ladies around. So go check out the program. Merman's a good episode if you want to have feelings. Do you have a favorite I don't want to have feelings episode, Ophira? I think, right, yeah. I think the... Catherine Reitman is just straight up funny, although we do talk about like what it was like for her to sell a show about moms and how that was at the time she had a hard time selling it because everyone said it was too niche. So there's always different levels in there. Chris Gethard is a very fun one, too, but he's talking a lot about what it was like to have, you know, to not feel cool, which I think that's like another just the fun identity stuff that you go through when you're performing. It's, you know, you're supposed to. You're supposed to look cool on that stage to a certain extent. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, what happened to me? I mean, that is Gethard's signature. He's the bad boy of comedy. (laughs) (laughs) He's the new dice man, they call him. We used to call him Jim Jeffries one. When he smokes smokes the old cigarette behind the head. Yeah. Maximumfun.reddit.com at Jordan Jesse Go on Twitter. Facebook.com slash Jordan Jesse Go on Instagram at Jordan D. Morris and at put.this.on. Our producer is Daniel Zafrin. Our producer emeritus, the great Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. Our theme music, Love You, by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Jordan, it's been a while since we've mentioned that the Free Design are a real band who are 
who fucking rules. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that best of the free designs. A, a great album. Throw that on. Go over to uh, go over to Light in the Attic Records. Get yourself a copy. It rocks. Big inspiration to your your stereo labs, your Chibo Matos. You know these cool bands that made beautiful songs in 1998. Mm-hmm. You know, big inspiration. Very inspired by the free design. Uh, it's just a true thing about the free design. They're very cool. Had a cool revival. Great band. I think that's it. Probably. Probably haven't left anything out. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.